So it's tricky to figure out how you angle the beginning of a chat with uh, Nicole Besek. I, the, the actress thing is super impressive. The boxing thing is super impressive. But what I just find so fascinating is this honors degree from UCT in intellectual property. It's yeah. just like it's so. I think every. I think it's because everyone always speaks about like copywriting and trademarking mm. stuff and have so many questions around it. Um, that whenever you see that on someone's sort of things that they've done, it's like super, super well, interesting. I'll tell you what, it's helped in, you know, what I do full time. Yeah. I do my own contracts now. So yeah. now I just, yeah. Absolutely. It's a, it's, it's such a great uh, basis. Obviously everyone will know you from uh, your work, uh, as an actress. And those I think that follow you on social media will know that there's other stuff that you're super passionate about too. Uh, like fitness, <laughs> like just <laughs> killing the game. In the gym, like uh, fish in water, just really, really vibing the fitness vibe. Yeah. Um, but let's play a game of how you would introduce yourself to different oh groups of people. Okay. So if you were introducing yourself uh, to a school with 500 matriculants who had uh, come to see you speak, how would you introduce yourself? Ooh. I think actress and action Barbie sort of sums it up pretty well. Cool. Yeah, I think that's how I'd go. You want to just keep it fun and light. You know, light with the kids. Yeah, that's uh, how I'd do it. In laws. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> I went to UCT. That's what you lead with, I think. <laughs> uh, and then uh, some, and then Beyonce. Hey, system. I mean, we're basically the same person. I, you know, she's my spirit animal, so I feel like she knows who I am. I yeah. think she is. Yeah. We, we run like that. Um, because I think it's difficult to, to put you in a box. Uh, I mean, I could have led and said, here's actress Nicole Besic, here's uh, action Barbie Nicole Besic. Yeah. Um, but you seem to be so many different things. Uh, and it's quite strategic, I think, at the, the core of it. Um, tell me about this uh, passion for acting because uh, the rest of what you've done wouldn't indicate that acting was the thing that you'd land up doing. So a lot of people don't know this, but I actually got my start to performance uh, through sport. Cool. I started figure skating uh, when I was three years old and by eight, nine, I was representing my province, my country. I was five seconds to pro. Um, Ten years later, you know, just with where we found ourselves, ourselves just with South Africa as a country and figure skating as a sport, I was like, you know what? This isn't for me anymore. Sport is great, but I really love performing. And mm. that's where I found my way to a performance art school. Mm. So I went to school like normal kids, but three, four like weekdays, I would be six to 10 at night sort of thing, practicing, you know, everything from singing, dancing, acting. And that's how I found the stage sort mm. of get to my trick and, you know, natural trajectory is into the industry. Nope. I went to law school. Mm. Did law school, uh, did copywriting, did a, a course a semester through Harvard Law, which was wow. fun. Um, and yeah, that's how I came to be. And I think the acting was always just a thing. I've, I've been working since I was mm. 13, 14 in the industry. Commercials here, movies here, series here. And then when I graduated, I was like, right. Now I'm going to Moving up to Joburg and that's how we did the whole Broken Vows thing. Tell me about uh, reconciling a career that is so logical and so structured, something like law. Yeah. And then the entertainment industry, which is the most subjective, I don't like the way that you wink your eyebrow yeah. in a casting thing. Um, whereas law is like, it, it trains you to just be so black and white black and, and, white. and logical of, and, and logical. And this is the route and this is the way forward and this is the action plan. And then entertainment is like, mm, yeah, I you don't know, what? know. I think I disagree. And I think this is why I can sort of 
lull over both mm. spheres is that at the end of the day, to be really successful, you know, in the entertainment industry and to be really successful as a lawyer, you need very similar qualities. Hmm. At the end of the day, you just need to be a shark. Right? <laughs> so you've got to, I mean, you've got to have the thickest skin possible to, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, to yeah. exist in the entertainment yeah. industry, to hear no more times than you hear your own name, you know? So I think that kind of sort of thick skin, it's, it's, mm. it's the same. And also time management, because when you're freelancing, you can sit in bed till two, three o'clock in the afternoon every day. So it's that, that grit, that discipline that sort of applies to both careers. But there's got to be a bit of you that sits on set around some of the other people that have no law background. And you just think, and you overhear the conversation. And you think like, what, like who raised you? Like, <laughs> what planet do you live in? There's no, because a lot of people in entertainment are not structured and disciplined and they kind of just coast and they hope it works out and maybe they get one lucky break and then they move to the next thing. There yeah. is no real strategy well, behind thankfully, it. All the projects I've worked on, they sort of, you know, lend themselves to people who are like-minded. Okay. I mean, being on a soapy. It's hard work. It's, it's yeah. hard work. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you're shooting 14 hours a day. You're trying to jump in between. You're trying to do this. You're trying to yeah. eat healthy. It, it requires a particular kind of person. Um, so I've been very blessed in that I sit on set and it's just like family, but I, I know what you mean. I go to events sometimes <laughs> and I'm like, wow, you can get my Uber home. What is <laughs> happening? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 What do you think is the most interesting thing about you? What is the most interesting thing about me? And you're going to tell us in a second. Yeah, uh, more with the Nicole Besick, other side of this. On so this is the question. What's the most interesting thing about you, Nicole Besick? The most interesting thing about me is that I eat 10 meals a day. 10? 10. Wow. Yeah. Hmm, that is very interesting. <laughs> so, well, I mean, what are they? So, Wait, what times of the day? Should you not be eating right now? <laughs> I actually had to chow before I got here. Okay. Um, so it's increments of two hours, just wow. over two hours. Yeah. So when you train as much as I do, it's important to keep like fueling your body. And I eat on the, I've literally got alarms on my phone. That like every ringing, two hours you have to when eat. I need to be eating. But these aren't like big, big, oh wow, you really do. Yeah. These aren't like big, big meals though, right? Uh, they are about the size of your, your hand. Yeah. Wow. Big, nice big meal. See, I always envy that in people when they're like so sort of regimented and uh, distinguished about their food. Because like I can be at a lunch and then like I can be in a meet and then I just it's like it's awkward to cut the the thing I'm doing and Absolutely. move to that. And you know, another problem is that I'm colored and I love free stuff. <laughs> so when you're at an event and they've got this really amazing, you know, like ex- like exquisite sort of carb thing yeah. you definitely cannot eat i'm going to have five because it's free huh. and that's where the problem comes in yeah how does this translate in like relationships with people when you have to eat every two hours oh wow um well you plan your coffee your coffee dates and your business meetings around your eating plan funnily okay enough. yeah and yeah and you do coffees don't do lunches because you will order from the menu huh yeah so you consistently, and the meal prep that goes into this, you must be in the kitchen for, I mean, Tupperware no, must for days. I can do, I can do mine in just under an hour. Wow. Yeah. So you, you sort of know what, what's what. And then Sunday you do sort of like a bulk cook and you put everything in Tupperwares. I've got like 150 of them. Pack it in the freezer. Every day you just into your bag and you're out the door. Can you relate to people who have just terrible eating habits and you see them? Like, can you? Absolutely, because that's me every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, do you, do you sometimes see someone who's just like consuming far too much fast food and you just think like, I actually, like, can we be, like, can we relate to one another? Or do you have to judge it to a certain extent? Look, I only started eating healthy 
about or eating like I do now about a year ago. Okay. Um, when I obviously started my boxing mm. journey. Um, and then as of late, I'm trained by, uh, Stefan Estimate. They call him Coach Essie and he's, Super intense. Yeah, super intense. He's responsible for the best bodies, you know, in the fitness industry. Mm. And now he's responsible for mine. And yeah, you kind of can't, you can't start eating crap because when you do everything else sort of whittles away. I mean, I'm up at half past three some, some days just to eat. I mean, it's just ludicrous. Just to eat and then you'll go back to bed and then you'll wake up again, eat and then go to gym and then go to set. And then do your thing. When you're done at set at 6, 7 in the evening, go back to gym and then go home, do meal prep, do it all again. So if you're eating crap throughout the day, all of that has been doesn't wasted. Work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. It's insane. It's insane. But you've beat professional boxers from what I understand. <laughs> well, I train with, with professional boxers. Yeah. Um, I'm currently trained um, by Shauna Power. She fought for the EFC world wow. title. Um, she is. What are you getting out level. of it? What are you so getting out of the experience? That initially, I've always incorporated fight art into my fitness regime just because it helps with stunts. I do my own stunts. Mm. You know, that's where the action bar is. You're such a boss. Of. I mean, I don't even know. I feel like a <laughs> child interview you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's just where it started. Um, sort of stunting and doing all those things, kicking ass. Um, and yeah, I got challenged one day to fight, fought. Kicks a mess and won a championship belt. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how everyone's story goes when it comes to that. I have the same, exact same story. It says here that you never back down from a challenge. Who do you think it is that instilled that in you? It's got to be my folks. Yeah, I'm like, they gave everything that they had. I mean, we, I grew up in a part of Cape Town that's sort of, Similar to an Eldorado Park. Cool. So to do all of that and do what they did. And my parents were one of the first few colored faces in IT for mm. the government for, you know, a national, so on a national platform. My mom was the first colored woman ever to do what she does. So they were, you know, trendsetters and, you know, groundbreakers and trailblazers. And I think they instilled that in my, my brother and I mm. sort of, you can do whatever you want. You can play as many instruments as you want. I play three. You can do as many sports as you want. I played six or seven. Yeah. Um, your marks stay solid and you can do whatever you want. And I think that's, that's sort of instilled in me that you can do anything. Why should you back down from any challenge? Um, cause that sort of, that backing down sort of starts with, with you and a fear that you might have. Cause that can go either way when your parents have really fought hard to achieve something. Either the kids come out of it like wanting to prove something back to their parents yeah. and super grateful for what they've done for them. Or they're just like, cool, thanks for setting up a little bit of a sweet yeah. spot for me to kind of just hang out. Absolutely. I was 20, 21, 22 and I moved across country from Cape Town to Joburg. Huh. I say it like it was years ago. It was last year. It was eight to 10 months ago. Yeah. And I just did that big move. And I think for anybody my age to be able to do that, it says a lot about my parents as yeah. opposed to me because I didn't have any help. Financial help, nada. You this just had to that, do it. You just had to do it. Hmm. So yeah. What do you think uh, your future looks like? Because I, I have a feeling that you're pretty strategic about what the, I mean, I could say like is an organic approach. I don't think it is. I think you're pretty calculated in terms of what you want. I know what I want, but I'm not too picky about how I get there. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's a cool stance. So for me, telling South African stories is very important. Yeah. Uh, for me to be a sort of face that a young girl who looks like me, uh, when I was seven, eight, who can look at the TV and go, Nicole did it, I sure as hell can. I think that for me is something that's really, really important. And it's why I love doing, um, sort of your daytime soapies. I love mm. playing in that space. I love challenging stereotypes, but I also like portraying 
you know, and it's always so touching because it sounds like I'm harping on about race, but to be a colored woman who looks like I do, I do not look like a colored woman. People get very confused as to what I am because mm. of the color of my skin. Uh, somebody who looks like you, so a colored person who speaks English instead of Afrikaans is their first language, relatability and showing a young girl, a young boy that that is possible mm. very easily so. Um, and yeah, that, that's something that, that's very important to me five, ten years from now when I'm old, when I turn 30 in 10 years from now. Um, that's something that I needs to be sort of synonymous with what I'm doing in my profile and everything around me. Well, it's very nice that you care about other people. I mean, a lot of people <laughs> are kind of just like, yo, I hope I have a great life. I don't really care if I yeah. inspire anyone along yeah. the way. So that's cool. What's the one thing that I haven't asked you that I should have? Nope, you pretty much hit it. Everything. It. Yeah, I, What's the one thing you hoped I wouldn't ask you? <laughs> no, you see, because then if, if I'm going to say it, you're going to ask me. You're going to ask me, so I'm not... What's the one thing you've always wanted to be asked? What I'm trying to get you to do is to just la- like complete the interview for me, because I'm just so oh, not good at this. <laughs> um, I get asked something I wish I stopped getting asked. Yeah. People always ask me, how hard can you punch? Oh, I mean, that's a lame question. How would you know the answer to that? I've had, um, interviewers stand up and go, how hard I'll can you punch? Shot. Yeah. Oh, no, that's for that. I mean, I wouldn't, I would, you see, I wouldn't even get to that point where I wanted you yeah, to. Yeah, no, hit they don't me. finish the interview. <laughs> they hardly <laughs> ever finish the interview. That's it. That's it. Well, we'll leave ours on a, on a really great note. Um, it's been fantastic to, uh, to meet you. It says here, Nicole Besick has taken South Africa's entertainment industry by storm, um, from lots of different shows, uh, like Netflix's Black Mirror to uh, Killer Instinct, which was on Investigation Discovery, um, and of course, uh, the, the role on Broken Vows on ETV. I think, yeah, and, and the great thing is that you really do let people into your life outside of that stuff on your social media platforms. So that's how we'll land it. Just tell me what your handles are so people can uh, continue to, to hang out with you. Cool. It's Nicole underscore Besic on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, all the good stuff. Very dope. And I'm sure that at some point you're going to tell everyone how to take as great an over-the-shoulder shot as what there is on this piece of paper <laughs> that they handed me. Your over-the-shoulder shot is such a great over-the-shoulder shot because it's that like where you have your over-the-shoulder, but it's like you caught me, but you shouldn't have caught me. But like now we're here and now and I'm now looking we're just gonna amazing. Slay, and I'm yeah. just going to slay. You one. have a great over-the-shoulder shot. Thank so <laughs> I hope everyone's going to check it out on social media. And I'm sure that at some point you'll tell everyone how to take a great over-the-shoulder shot. Super impressive. And I'm excited for all the people people that are going to be inspired by the work that you continue to put Yay, out. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. Nicole Besick, thanks so much for hanging out. Yay.